We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord right. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and a Clinton show. I love your show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Q-Blade. Ah, The Drive is live and in color and in the house. That's right. I don't want to hear any excuses today. I really don't. All right? Let your greatness come through. That was a good one. That was a good one. I don't want to hear any excuses today. I I don't want to hear anything. Yes, you did a great job producing in the loop. All right? I'm a loophole. But bang it in. All right? We want to get a great effort on this Friday from you. No excuses. Oh, you know it. All right. I'm just saying. Like, you could use an excuse. That's right. You could use one. No, right? I go the opposite in situations like this. That's what I, I want. All right. I go harder. All right. I don't want to hear any excuses. How, how do you do that? What? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know what I'm talking about, Tyler? Yes. I mean, how do you do that? What? Take something really good or positive or should be complimentary and turn it into <laughs> kind of like an insult. But I'm learning how you have to deal with Tyler. I'm learning how you have to well deal with done. Tyler. That's right. All good right? point. Good I can't. Oh, Tyler, in there. it is clear. We've had discussions had discussions with his mother. Can't be Mr. Nice With guy. his mother and Megan. You, you talked to my mom? Yes, at O'Neill's. I talked to your mom. Oh, yeah. She said, you got to be hard on him. And I've always kept that with me. And I said, no, no. And it, it has gotten me nowhere. All right? Got to be hard. I can't get can't can't pat him on his ass. You gotta. Nah, you you can't pat him on the ass. You got no, you got you got to get in. You got to kick him. Because right gotta, now I you got to get a running start and kick him. Yeah, I saw the look in his eye when kick when, at mule when the show started, and he looked like, all right, I'm gonna coast here. I got. I just when have I ever looked like I I'm just, just gonna coast here? <laughs> okay, several couple, times. Couple times at Twin oh, Peaks. Oh, get for out of here! <laughs> oh, at Twin Peaks now. That's a different story. <laughs> several times. Over eating chicken strips. <laughs> several times. There's there's been a couple of Fridays where you, you've looked a little spacey, where you're just trying to get to the finish line. No, just trying to get to the finish line here. Let's go, T. Let's go. We got this. All right. 
Um, no, man, it's uh, it, the, the, the city is still abuzz and still as excited as I've ever seen Houston since I've been here. As excited as I've ever seen Houston since I've been here, we heard from D'Amico in his press conference, and he joined us yesterday. And then this morning on Payne and Pendergast, we heard from the general manager, Nick Casario, who seems a lot more excited, Clint. He, he, he sounded well, happy. Yeah, look, he? look, I mean, I, I think I think we, we can say, you know, good, bad, and different about Nick Casario, but, but when it's all said and done, Nick's had plenty of reason the last two hires to be nervous as hell, guarded, uh, however you want to couch it, at the introductory press conference. He's had every he's had every reason to be um, somewhat closed off to the media and somewhat somewhat um, you know closed off in his statements and in his transparency. Now, it's his own damn fault. I'm not by no means am I letting him off the hook. I'm, it, it's his own damn fault because he's the one ultimately that made the decision to hire two dudes and and, and to navigate processes the way they did. I'm simply saying. When you do those kind of things, you're damn right it's hard to go up there and do a press conference. You're damn right it's hard to sit up there with a straight face and tell everybody that this this is the guy that's right for the job, right? This this was a press conference where, whether we're talking about Cal McNair or we're talking about Nick Casario, they could sit up there next to D'Amico Rines and be completely honest and be completely transparent. Nick Casario can go on with Sean and Seth on Payne and Pendergast this morning, and he can literally take a deep breath, let his hair down, and say, yeah, fellas, I got a little more time for y'all because there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to to try to shape a certain way. Um, There's nothing to steer clear from. You're not – you don't have to lie. You don't have to bold-face lie to a fan base that this is the guy for the future. I mean, you don't have to do that. No. This is this is a legit hire. It was a legit process. They genuinely and sincerely believe that this is the dude the Texans are going to move forward with long term. And it's it's a lot easier to do a press conference, a lot easier to talk to the media when you can just let it all hang out and there's no fear whatsoever. Mm. There, you know what? There, there's one like to get to to the both of them, D'Amico and Nick Casario, who are going to be working together. There's one thing that sticks out uh, in both of them when they spoke, speaking with Payne and Pendergast this morning from Casario, and then yesterday, multiple times we heard from the, the new head coach, D'Amico Ryan's, and that is they 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 clearly made a point to talk about Derek Stingley, and made a point to talk about Derek Stingley in a certain way. This was Nick Casario this morning talking about. Uh, his first-round pick last year, uh, Derek Stinkley Jr. Whatever a player does well, our job is to put that player in a position to succeed. So whatever he does well, he can't do the same thing all the time. You're going to have to have some change-ups. But whatever a player does well, we're going to try to maximize that, whatever that is. So I would say Derek is a very intuitive, very smart, instinctive football player that understands football, has a good work ethic, he's fast, he's got good quickness, he plays the ball really well whatever we think is the best for him within the confines of how we're playing structurally defensively, then that's what we're going to do. Cause you don't want to play well. This guy does this really well. We're just going to stick him out there, but you have to think about the overall structure and the overall fit of how you want to play, you know, both defensively and offensively. 
When you hear D'Amico Ryans, who said similar things yesterday, you hear Nick Casario speak about Derek Stingley Jr. Clint, what's the one thing that comes to mind about him right now for this team? I think he's the most important player on this roster right now. Derek Stingley is the most important player on this roster right now as it relates to to, to what what D'Amico Ryans does moving forward, and staff ultimately, what they do moving forward. Now, there's gonna, they're going to add other first-round draft picks. They're going to add veterans, and, and maybe this changes. But right now, the day D'Amico Ryans gets the job, I don't think it's a coincidence that he stood up there and said Derek Stingley was the first guy that he mentioned. And, and Derek Stingley being used and put in position to make plays, um, I don't think it's coincidence. And so, yeah, I, I think I think these that, that Derek Stingley right now where we sit is, is the most important player mm. on the Texans roster as it relates to the future of this organization. It's fair. There's no quarterback right now. There's no none of that. It, boy, well, I mean, you show you're talking about outside of quarterback, you're talking about the most impact impact position on, on the on the field. I think it's the second most difficult position to find. The the shutdown corner behind quarterback just because it's less of before I think a lot of people thought pass rusher but there's more of them around yeah it, it's not as many you know shut down corners uh, if any yep. out there and yep. boy I mean when I hear that I'm listening to you and I hear both of them like there's a lot of things that happen it feels like that's got to be n- near the top of why Lovey Smith lost his job because right now I mean it, it sounds like like there, I don't know if Lovey has any kind of social media because I'd like to follow it to see if he has a response. No, 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 to, no. To some of these, no. to, to these shots that are being taken and well-deserved shots, uh, but uh, they are. I mean, they, they. It seems like the way they used him was a real issue of why he had to roll. Well, I think there were several things. I think he was a bridge the gap from jump. But, but, I, but when you, if I'm, I try to put myself in Nick Casario's shoes, which I know Nick that probably makes him cringe, knowing the kind of fella he is, but. Um, if I put myself in Nick Casario's shoes, that that right there, knowing all things considered, that right there is the nail in the coffin for me. I, like what I need you, like I we we both understood when Lovey was hired. I, I got I don't think Lovey sat here and said I'm gonna be here 15 years and we I'm, I'm gonna get this team back to to win in divisions in, in, in the in the playoffs. Um, I I don't I mean if we're being completely honest, I don't think anybody involved thought that right. But but the, when you look at it. Is it a is it a, a a a coach a head coach with a lot of pelts on the wall that you can trust to to kind of bring your guys along and and develop players and 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 teach them how to be pros? Yeah, well, I I think when you look at the way that Derek Stingley was used, I I don't think you could afford to go another year with that. I don't think you could afford to go another year with with anybody on the defensive side of the football plus one maybe even two first round draft picks. Put, put on this defense and, and go another year of them playing quote unquote, not to their strengths. Like I, I it, like the one thing you do as a coach is a bridge the gap coach is you, the dudes I give you, the dudes I push to you. Like we need, we need to get the most out of those guys. We need to develop those guys. We need to mature those guys so that when the next guy takes over or for, so that when we are competitive, they're playing their best you football. I mean? And so I, yeah. So I, it I, always, it almost reminds me of how the giants talked about Daniel Jones. Like Fair. it feels like they feel like they failed Eric Stingley. Now they couldn't control the injury that took him out for the second yep. half of the year. But just like you know, we heard from the Giants owner and guys like we. I mean, we haven't given him the tools. We haven't put him. Yep. It seems like the Texans, <laughs> they are well aware that they didn't put him in the best positions possible 
to, uh, to to get the best out of them. And that's why you talk about, and, and I know Wade was talking about it earlier, about the how those two would work together. Like that kind of stuff can't happen again. And it doesn't seem like it seems like these two guys are on the uh, same page. Yeah, That kind of stuff can't happen again. It's just unacceptable in 2022 football. In, in my opinion, like there was a day when you could when you could say, "Hey, and it's it's even it's it's similar to quarterback play. Like there was a day when you could draft a guy that was 6'4, 220 and could throw the route tree, plug him into your system and you could have a lot of success." Right? Those days it's it's more about the 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 coach's ability to to, to wrap systems around a quarterback or a defensive back or a defensive edge rusher, you know, whatever it may be, you've got to have that flexibility today or you're going to get passed by. And so I just, when I look at Derek Stingley's show, whether we're looking at how he was used last year or we're looking at what, when he was drafted, number three overall, or you look at just the fact that D'Amico Ryans has to get more out of the guys that are on the roster and when when that comment is made, when that statement is made, the first guy on that list is Derek Stingley. So no matter how you look at this Texans roster right now, there are several reasons or several conversations that lead right back to Derek Stingley to to him being the most important guy. And and D'Amico's got to get the, the most out of it. No more, no more. Hopefully, the, the, there's no more big chest contest because that's what it sounds yeah. like it was. It sounds like sounds like. Lovey was stubborn as hell on how he wanted to use him and how he was going to play him. And Nick drafted a player here, and they just weren't on the same page. Yeah. Some things Hopefully. you just don't do. Hopefully we don't see that that anymore. So uh, I, I like that. I'd like to hear text line 713-572-4610. Do you agree with Clint? Derek Stingley Jr. right now is the most important player on this roster. You agree with you agree with Clint, the most important player on this roster? Yeah, so, you, you know, I, I – uh... I, I stand by that about a defensive player. I, 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 I hey, bro, I, I, I stand behind what I what I said what I said last year because we still don't know. I I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Uh, but but at the end of the day, I mean, Der, Derek Stingley should be the key to this defense. A, a defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan, should be able to come in and look. I know, like like Nick Casario talks about. Well, you can't do just all of this because it's what it, you know. This, like schematically, you can't just play this coverage because that guy's good. You got to mix things in. I get it. But you can damn sure be a – like, forget the whole, well, you played 70% zone, 30% man. I don't care. I don't care about how often you play man or how often you play zone. I care about how often you close the middle of the field, right? How often do you close the middle of the field? In other words, you put both your corners on an island and, and you bring a safety down in the box, whether that's to pressure, whether it's cover a tight end. Like, how often do you do that? That tells me how big your cojones are, if you know what I mean. You're nuts. Right, there you go. And, and, and so – at the end of the day, that those are the, the conversations that I want to have. If you're playing two on the roof, like let's not talk about two on the roof. Let let's talk about are you playing safeties fifteen off fifteen feet uh fifteen yards off the ball and they stay in there pedaling extra step, or are you playing guys down in almost like a quarters look where they're they're about three four yards behind the the linebackers and and they could come out all out on a blitz or they could bail to play the deepest cover two ever when the ball snapped. Like how do you wh- how are you playing? Your defense is it an aggressive, disguising, uh, making a quarterback and making an offense process post snap, or are you just lining up and giving me a vanilla look? Are you just lining up and always playing a safety over the top of your number three overall drafted corner so that he doesn't get beat deep because you believe you don't you don't like guys getting behind your secondary, right? If you do close the middle of the field, is is your 
is your number three overall drafted corner. Is he starting eight, eight yards off the ball outside technique and, and belling at the snap, playing softer than all get out? You know, that, that, that's so, so I don't like when people come to me and go, oh, well, Clint, they played this, this percent zone. This, I, don't, I don't give a damn about all that. I mean, it, it's, it's, are you playing an aggressive brand of football or, or are you playing a soft-ass bend-don't-break brand of football? That's it. They both have been productive. To me, it's all, it relies on the personnel you have, right? And, and, and you go from there. I, I would just like to see Derek Stingley used in a little more aggressive style. I think we're going to get that out of D'Amico. Yeah, I, listen, I don't know what's going on around here, um, but I'm going to have to come out of some of these clothes during this break. I was telling y'all, man, I know what, you were cold yesterday. What, it, it, were you coming out of clothes? It is hot as hell in here. Yes. I you am. did work out chest today. I did. Be perky. Today's the day to no, do it. They, they got this here. I got it. Oh, this is. I mean, it's uh, hot outside. It's not. It's not. It's not hot outside. It, it, I think you meant it's cold outside. It's, so, it's, no, no, bro, it's. I mean, I, I worked outside all morning in a t-shirt. I mean, in a uh, in, in a in a sleeveless shirt. In, a, in not sleeveless, but a short sleeve shirt. Well, I'm with you. It's not Spre- cold. Spreading. But... Uh, spreading. Uh, I'm dressed. I'm, I'm dre- It's fit. It's. It was forty when I when I left the house. And yeah. It's, it's fifty two right now. So I'm. I mean, I feel like I'm in a fair outfit. I've come up in here. Uh, you double layered hoodies. You got double layered hoodies, bro. I got a I got a short sleeve hoodie, hoodie and a sweatshirt, and I got a sleeve that's, sleeves that's, underneath. For a man that sweats as much as you do, that's a lot. It's I mean, it fresh off like the workout a, it's a too. Fair, it's a fair outfit, mm. and and in here it's. It's a, it's ninety eight degrees in here, and I don't mean I don't mean that you're it's one of your favorite. You got bands. Tyler excited yeah, right there. They were pretenders. Oh, oh, you know you were a big Nick Lachey fan. No, uh, I mean, did got, I watch uh, the the show with him and Jessica Simpson? Sure, but I wasn't a big ninety eight degrees guy. I mean, who didn't watch that? Chicken of this is tuna chicken or or is it fish? Well, I can tell you who I did, who didn't watch it. Did, I don't how, even know what you're talking I'm about. I'm sorry. How did Tony pull her off? As much as you've told us about Tony Romo. Which one, Jessica? How did he do that? Jessica or Carrie? <laughs> That's right. He, he had Carrie Underwood, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he, show. He, he sure enough did. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I knew about it. Oh, I yeah. knew about he I, had, Let me tell you how he did it. He had Carrie? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how he did it. On the other side, Somebody please. Somebody was wearing it. Okay, I'll tell please. you. Because I, I didn't know I didn't know Tony Rowe. How the hell he pulled that off? Also, you all, we all need to do this. I don't do it. I'm going to quit. We all, there is a narcotic in sports that we all need to quit. We'll discuss that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. As I see Tyler's wife, Megan Milner, sends a, uh, a Twitter post about how... What'd she do? How did Tony Romo get Jessica Simpson and Carrie Underwood? And I think she... Is this a photo, of a shirtless photo of Tony Romo? Is this what she's giving us? I have not seen it, but... She what said, "Just spinning around here. Let me check it she out." She said, "This is this is how that ain't Tony. Is that it? ain't even Tony Romo." She said, "That's how he. That's how they got him. How did? How? Like, no. You know, seriously, we've talked about Tony. To, Tomo, Tony couldn't touch that dude right there when he's playing. Yeah, that ain't Romo, babe. <laughs> but you've been talking. Tony about, ain't never looked at. You've that talked good. about the last week about how like Tony ain't like Tony ain't the guy that you sit there and say, boy, he's a hell of a hang.' Like I kicked it with Tony. And I'm gonna tell you went, what. If, if he, I if he, I go to the bar with Tony Romo, I'm doing all the talking." That's what I'm saying. How'd he pull it off? Is he like or, Greg? Or we're going home alone. Is he like Greg Olson? M- what? See, a lot of people just know this current Greg Olson and forget about G-Rig with the third leg. <laughs> See, many of you all. Many of you with, all with the G- what now? G-Rig oh, with the oh, third leg. Oh, you don't know about that. Dude. I really don't. Oh, Tyler, please Greg, go watch. Uh, Greg's Greg Olson. Go watch the U uh, 30 for 30. That doesn't sound like I really want to. Oh, uh, no, it's not porn. Go watch oh, okay, not male yeah. porn. But they did. They, they did just G Reg with did, third leg. They did a freestyle, and Greg Olson was knee deep in that. I mean, he's on them Ed Reed teams. He's knee deep, and he came through and he said, "They called me G Reg with the third leg." And I said, <laughs> "Oh." And now, and now, every, oh, that's, all, that's all I see when I see Greg Olson up there calling them games and how great. everybody's talking about. Looks it. Looks like a kickstand. Go G Reg with the third leg. I asked my nephew about uh, about that last night. About. Not G Reg. Oh, okay. He's sitting over. <laughs> he, he he won second place in a spelling a spelling bee in the whole in the whole district. Second place. So we went to dinner last night. And he's sitting over. Not first or last. He's sitting over complaining. Hey man, he got a medal. He was excited about it. Wow, I'm just man. kidding. He, and uh, lo- let let me have said that. He's getting broke. Well, there's nothing wrong with silver. He's sitting over talking about how his legs are aching and all this. I go home. My legs are aching. I said, "What about that? What?" That? His mom said, "Both of them." And he said, yeah. I said, what about the third one? Come on now. <laughs> he, looked, he just looked up at me and smirked, too. <laughs> How'd Tony pull this off? You said you get. No, I mean, look, he, he had that star on the side of his oh, helmet. It's a powerful it. thing. Oh, powerful get the thing. hell out of here. Chief. Well, I mean, I'm just going to, whether you, you want to, you whether know, you want to admit you know, it. You knew he wasn't going to just let that ride. I mean, and, and he had a monster contract. Look, look, you, you want to, you want to. You want to tell me? I thought, did Jessica come after the contract? Did, did Jessica come after Tony Romo became Tony Romo? Is that when Jessica came? I know Carrie had to have because I didn't even know that. Yeah, it really blew up when, whenever he went on vacation with Jessica Simpson. He had a first round bye in the playoffs. Yeah, that's when and they, they went, went to, to Cancun. Oh, yeah, him and yeah, him and uh, Jason Witten, Witten was there too. And they got caught on. They got somebody took a picture of it and caught. caught they caught hell about Good that. For Tony, man, I didn't know he had that. Yeah, you said so you think it's that cowboy quarterback. Oh, I mean, starting quarterback for the Cowboys with with the with I mean, you know, look, yeah, I mean that's they're, they're, it's they're, it's for the brand, man. I mean, you don't think Jessica Simpson sitting there going, 
I, I want to be. It's good for me to be up in a box as Tony Romo's gal wearing a pink jersey. Hell, she never she, forget that. Somebody in that jersey. Somebody. Uh, I can't remember who I was with the other day. Somebody. Oh, one of my buddy's wives read Jessica Simpson's book, and in that book, she outlines a lot of uh, the the Tony Romo situation. Mm. Tony Tony bounced Tony bounced on her because she went to she went to dinner with uh, John Mayer. Now John Mayer, talk about a list. Good for Tony. <laughs> Good for Tony. Good for Tony. I got standards because if you went on a you went on to dinner with John, I know what's happening. He mm-hmm. played he played you something, and I'm out. Yeah, and I mean Tony's wife now. I mean she is. I just, I just miss Missouri. Smoke show. Oh I'm yeah, just saying, ain't, ain't no doubt. Yeah, yeah they mean, didn't work out for Quincy. Did the, did the star helmet work out for Quincy? Did he? <laughs> he, he <laughs> now I imagine it. I, I imagine it, he did a lot better than he would have without it. <laughs> but I mean, Quince was. I need to find Quincy's. I need to find Chad Hutchinson's list. I want to see did it did it work out? Well, work out for. I don't know if Hutch still married the same one he was with then, but <laughs> it wasn't. And it wasn't bad. Ooh. It wasn't bad. It wasn't right. bad. Listen, I, I, the Cajun girl. I, I, I want to know this from both of y'all and, and, and the listeners. too. Are y'all going to watch this Pro Bowl on Sunday? Are y'all going to watch this deal? Zero this, chance. I'm out. I just, I, I've been out. I've been out. Like I, I got out when I saw those guys do a, uh, a let's, uh, let's just stalemate this pass rush right here. Let's just stand up here. As soon as the ball is snapped, we're going to stand up and just stand here. And let them go. I've been out since. I'm not watching this Pro Bowl. They're doing seven on seven. I think it's I think it's linemen against linemen on seven on seven at some points. But at two That's o'clock, great. at two o'clock on on Sunday, it 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 ends, and they're gonna have they're gonna have their game uh, on ABC on on Sunday. I'm out. I, I I want no parts of this. I'm gonna take a peek at it. I'm gonna take a peek at it. Sim- si- well, I mean, look, simply because the, what they were doing, I mean, it literally was a joke. I mean, it, when people initially started calling the Pro Bowl a joke, I was like, yeah, look, it, it's not that bad. I mean, let's just it's it's an off Sunday where you ain't got nothing else to do. The last one I watched, which was probably two years ago, I mean, they literally were just standing up at the snap and not moving. <laughs> yes, like it, it was, it was, uh, it was awful. But but there's. Like I, I'm interested, and I will tune in simply to. I've never seen NFL caliber players play seven on seven, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and and I don't believe that they're going to be going real, real hard here. I think this is going to be a joke as well. But I, I will take a peek just to see what the new format is. I will. I, I, I was so excited last night about D'Amico Ryan's hire that I, that I actually. Missed the majority of. I saw the highlights. Wasn't it last night that they did oh, the quarterback you challenge? To, you wanted to check in. Oh, I last love night. the quarterback challenge, Chief. I love the quarterback challenge. Oh yeah, they just need to let this go. Like they just need to. I guess maybe they're gonna try it and see what it what happens this year. And I bet you the and the reason why they don't let it go is because you all watch it. The ratings are just going to be through the. I mean, it outrates every other All Star game. And they get it. Uh, and they're doing it's just it's, it's foot, football, it's football kinda. No, no, it's, yeah, I get that bad. that aspect of it, but it's just it's not entertaining at all. It, at all, like Clint said, they just get up and stand. Well, I, I mean, I wonder, but I wonder how much there is of of like it's just on in the background. Like I'm gonna tell you, my like my no. my crew, like I don't know what the plan is this weekend. While I do my, my, my baby girl, my baby girl's got a her birthday party Saturday morning, and then there's a crawl. The one I'm boiling crawfish afterwards. I would imagine that that crawfish boil, the Pro Bowl will be on in the background. They're not swinging around college basketball in the background. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know. It ain't. It ain't March, is it? No, it's February. No, no. They, they ain't. They ain't. Uh, 
Late March, early is it late March, early early April? Yeah, I, yeah, that's when they start turning on the college basketball. Yeah, it, like someone texted in, it's worse than the preseason game. It is like I seven, agree with that. Seven on seven. Yeah, I, I, I guess I agree with that, but it, but it's totally irrelevant because it's 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 on Sunday. See, I think yeah, and see, I think I think this format is probably gonna it's probably gonna work well enough that it's gonna make them keep playing. You think so? Uh, well, I know the numbers are definitely going to be up because we have a bunch of people like you. <laughs> who are going to chime in? We got people on here that are going to chime in, and uh, our our boss, our boss, literally, we we just talked to him before he came in. I said, "You watching this Sunday?" No. And then he spun. Well, maybe. And then he spun around. They're giving me something new that I'm gonna chime yeah. in on. He did that in less than twelve seconds. I'm out, man. I I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I will. The, the big fellas kind of interest you a little bit. Oh, see, see now, now he's turning on. But I'm not. But I'm now, not. Doing, as I'm as not a doing former it. big fella, you ain't gonna turn it on. Watch the big fellas throw the rock around the park a little bit. <laughs> no, because I did do it. Once. <laughs> <laughs> they would do that every year at my high school. The big fellas would would play uh, two hand touch football. How'd that work out for you? Oh, uh, oh, Earl Jack pulled a hamstring. One of our best best linemen, both ways, pulled a hamstring on a go route. Probably, uh, probably set him down for about four weeks. Brock <laughs> just said, "Why are we doing this? <laughs> why, are we, why are we doing this?" And I'm just like, "This is the silliest thing ever." Not that that part would be intriguing for about five minutes, but I'm out. I'm, I'm good on that. All right, uh, D'Amico Ryan's spoke yesterday in length about the part that everybody is waiting to see. Even the biggest, biggest supporter of D'Amico wants to see what this offense is going to look like. We'll let you hear what he had to say about offense. And his thoughts about offense, and see if you uh, if you like what you're hearing. We'll discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right, the Drive is back with you. Uh, listen, I, I I know I know many of you are excited. Hell, I know both of you two are really excited. Really, very. With D'Amico Ryan's, mm-hmm. but you still want to know about this offense. No you question. You still got to know about who he is going. Because you turned to him yesterday, and, and and you you hit him with that leg just to – maybe he didn't know some of your tales, but I did to let him know I'm dead serious about this next thing I'm about to talk to you oh, about. Oh, yeah. About what's what's going on with this def- with this offense. This is uh, this was D'Amico with us yesterday uh, saying uh, and talking about what exactly he would hope that this offense looks like. In a perfect world, it, it looks like physical up front. Right, building the offensive line the right way with a physical mindset. We want to establish the run game first and foremost. Like how we play defense is how we want to play offense. We want to attack first. So offensive line, attacking the line of scrimmage, creating knockback, playing physical, and handing the ball to a physical runner like a Damian up here who can really tote the ball. Right, that's where we start. That's how you establish the mindset of who we're gonna be as a team. It's gonna be a physical mindset. So you do that, you has to be in the run game first. So that's where it starts for me, all up front. All right, I, I am really intrigued to hear what you think about what he just said there because I'm going to tell you what it sounded like to me, and I was thinking about it when he was sitting there to it with us, talking about what we've talked about leading up to it, how, hey, man, this game, man, you got to be cutting edge. you got to be explosive offensively. He sounded like a defensive coach. Yeah. He sounded like a defensive coach. That's what I'm not going to lie to you. You may not want to hear it. I bet you if Tyler pulled up what Lovey talked about, 
how he wants his offense to look, I bet it sounded a lot closer to that than maybe you would want to be comfortable with. So I'm just I'm intrigued by what you thought about when you heard him speaking, when you asked him, what does this offense look like? And that's where he went. Yeah, I, I think I don't, I don't have a problem with anything he said about about the offense. I mean, creating creating knockback, creating explosives, but you know, all, all the the diff, in the run game, being more physical. Um, I, I, that doesn't it doesn't bother me at all the way he responded to that that offensive question and really any offensive question at uh, at this point in time. I mean, and, and here's here's why is because this isn't a uh, an older defensive minded head coach that's known for for really his name synonymous with one particular coverage that you can look back at, at, at a run game with the Chicago bears that, that, you know, that was a certain style of run. Like when I hear D'Amico Ryan say that, uh, I, I just believe that it, it's the emphasis on the run game being multiple. Um, I, I immediately see Trent Williams playing offensive line and pulling and, and just trying to absolutely kill folks out there. Um, I I love the thought of of always being on the attack offensively. Um, I don't have a problem with anything D'Amico said in terms of of what this offense is is going to look like. Yeah, no, I, knowing what I know, like I like Lovey Smith saying that and D'Amico saying that to me, knowing different. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I I when D'Amico talks about offensive football, I look directly back at what he just came from, and they were what he said. They they run they were as good a running running football team as anybody out there. They were as physical as anybody out there. Um, so when he says it, I think, okay, well, that's what I just watched the 49ers. That he's vis- you're, that maybe he's envisioning the Niners is what he's – Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would think so. so. I hope so, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just different from the explosive offenses that we, we think of. And now the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and I think the Eagles probably fit what he's saying, but they also have that element of, They'll kill you from side to side. They'll kill you in the passing game. They'll do. They've got a lot of explosive stuff too. Like I, I think about the Eagles, they've got a really good run game. But you also think about the Eagles. You think about AJ Brown. You think yeah. about Smith. I, I I just when I heard that, I just thought there was that, that. Like when I when I think about a defensive coach, and I think this is something that makes some people nervous when you know how offensive the league is, and you have to be explosive. Just perfect world all going to yeah. run game, physicality, run game, which is great. But, like, what I, I just I just hope that also has explosiveness to yeah. it down yeah. the field, too. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think for me, I, I I also heard him say one of 32 and how thankful he was, and I didn't think back to David Culley saying that. You know what I mean? Like, I, like it, you, when you hear it, you're he like, it's, it's different coming. It when, different. when Culley said it, I really think he he would have just took any one of 32 out there. For sure. Um, and, and, and I think I think D'Amico was very intentional about coming here. But but nonetheless, um, I, I think there's there's a there was a lot of context to the offensive question. I think if you listen to Nick Casario talk this morning and yesterday, you know, he's talking about how D'Amico Ryan's on defense disguised a lot, did simple things savagely well, not savagely, but did simple things well and and disguised, you know, disguised simple things to make them very difficult to identify kind of thing. And and then immediately said, well, that's what they did on offense as well. You know, offensively, they did those, those, those very similar things. Um, I think at one point Nick even talked about, um, you know, the explosive ball carriers and, and getting the ball in these explosive playmakers hands and I think he I, if I remember correctly he even said Check like we we don't we don't have those guys right now yeah you know 
Um, so I think if I had I not heard the whole thing and you just played me that, I'd probably feel a, a little different way. But knowing what D'Amico did last year, where he comes from, and what that their offenses look like, along with the other things that I heard yesterday and this morning, I have I have zero concern about about D'Amico and this offense being like D'Amico ain't gonna settle for Rex Burkhead on third down. It just ain't happening. Like I I don't like Lovey. Like I, I and I know that I'm, I'm not saying that was Lovey's call, but it doesn't surprise me that Lovey was okay with that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't surprise me that Lovey Smith got up you know, uh, 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 double digits on on in the Indianapolis Colts and all of a sudden started feeding Rex Burkhead because you could trust him not to fumble the ball, right? I don't think D'Amico's going to do those kinds of those kinds of things. I don't think Burkhead even is on the on the team, if I'm being completely honest. But, um, you know, that's so... Yeah, when he mentioned check down to explosive, he mentioned, he mentioned it talking about we want to check it down to explosive athletes right. that, can, that can really... That can make a guy miss. Felt like yeah. he took a shot at Rex. There. <laughs> like it was unnecessary for D'Amico, uh, uh, just yeah. taking shots at Rex and Lovey uh, all throughout. Uh, but no, uh, I, just, I just, I just, when I heard that, I was like, I wonder, I wonder how, how Clint will react yeah. to that when he hears football. When that, that, I mean, when I think about what do you, what do you think a defensive coach is going to say about how he likes offensive football? I want our offense to be like we play yeah. defense. That and that is, I mean, that is exactly what you think about when you think a. Well, well, yeah, but you, you know, like, I, like I, I, you watch a lot of these teams, and unfortunately, the Texans have been been one. And you watch how they're, and I, and I didn't even, I didn't even know this was a thing. I'm being completely honest. Uh, Wade Smith turned me on to this. Is like the new way of coaching offensive line to block. Uh, and some of the techniques they're taught, which is taking their head out of it and taking a lot of the physicality out of it, and almost just shielding. Shielding, yeah. yeah like, I, I, look, be completely honest with you, I, I don't watch San Francisco. Like, I watch the Texans, and I can see where there's several times in a game where I'm like, what in the hell are they doing? Set screens. Like, what? Are, it's like they're yeah, yeah. Like, I, I watch the 49ers, and I may be wrong because I hadn't watched a a ton of 49ers offensive film, but I watch the 49ers film, and and I don't see Trent Williams out there trying to trying to pick and roll folks like I, I mean I, I see him trying to just road grade folks so when I hear again when I hear D'Amico talk about being physical like I'd, I I see it through a little different lens if that makes sense yeah, yeah. all right um listen we we've seen how many people have reacted to D'Amico being the next head coach and many of you when you saw that he was getting hired we, we we're getting this up and down on the text line I know Sean Pendergast got real frustrated the other morning where he had just, I think, had it with, with so many people asking, hey. Come on, Sean. You think J.J.'s going to be, wants to coach the defensive line? You think uh, uh, Arian Foster wants to coach the receivers? Well, wait till you hear what Andre Johnson had to say. Listen to him speaking about him possibly getting back into coaching. I've been getting asked that question <laughs> all day, every day since this hire has happened. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say no, but you never know. Um, you know, it's his time right now, and uh, I'm excited for him and just happy to be here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I'll still be around. So um, whether I'm coaching or not, you know, I'll still be around. Whatever he needs me to do, I'm here to help. Nico Collins show up at his doorstep. Ain't no doubt. Every single chance he got. That sounds like that. Well, he said it there. He didn't dismiss it or anything, and we know he's been on the field before. I mean, that wasn't just a no. I ain't gonna do. I mean, he left the door open. Yeah. Telling me that, that, that was with uh, Texans. Um, 
DP Sidhu, by the way, um, very familiar with Andre Johnson and 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 has done stuff like this with him before. I, look, I, I think when I look at when I look at the way Andre Johnson said it, show like when Andre said, "I wouldn't say no." Like we, there's a lot of times you can take like what a player's and take it a little bit out of context. Like, was he talking to to the reporter or was he talking like responding to the question? Like, would you not say no to DP's question, or would you not say no if D'Amico asked? Like, I listened to that, and I watched the video, and to me, he was saying I would not say, like, if D'Amico asked me, I would not say no. And this is a guy that that was involved with the Texans organization. I think it was couched as he wanted to be more involved in the front office side of things than than coaching. Uh, up until I think Jack Easterby really got got involved, yeah. and I think I think uh, I think Andre said I, I I'm not here for this, and he bounced as well. Um, but this is a guy that that I, I believe would would be an unbelievable asset. Not just Andre Johnson. Uh, clearly, he's got passion to 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 coach and be involved, which is the the first hurdle you get over. But then you know you look at as good as Andre was. And, it, and as a player, like, there's so much more to Andre than just being a bigger, faster, stronger player. Yeah. Like, everybody I've heard in terms of how he played the game was the dude was a perfectionist. The dude always believed, you know, it was always the quarterback's best friend. And 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 it, it was – guys like that typically can coach the details of the game in a way that somebody ne- that never played it can't. Um, uh, and and the, the the way that that he could bring a different perspective would be tremendous. And I'm not a guy that like all former players can coach and hey bring JJ Watt back and bring this guy back. No, no, I'm not saying all that. I think Andre Johnson, his history with the with the the organization on the inside. I think there's a good chance he could be back in some some capacity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he wants to come out and like day in and day out and travel and coach like be a wide receivers coach. Yeah. Or Yep. But I bet you, if you if 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 D'Amico could get him to come out during training camp, and and be there, yep. you know, on a daily basis to work with guys <laughs> like Nico Collins and Mechie, uh, the young guys, there there is, I mean, there is huge value into that. And I don't know the way he said it, and he and to to be fair, he he showed up last year with Lovey Smith as well. But to be fair, I don't know that Andre's saying that if anybody else was hired. Like, I don't know if Andre is coming out and saying, you know, if Mike Kafka needs me to come out there and and uh, and coach, I'll, I'll do what he needs me to do. I don't know if he's saying, you know, if Shane needs me to come on out there, I'll do what he needs me to do. Hell, I don't even know if he's doing it for Sean Payton. I think that's another situation where D'Amico being here changes – the thought process with a guy like Andre Johnson, because I mean, no he, question, it's like that—that's a brother. No yeah. question. I, it, it, but I, yes, I agree. But but what I think Andre would have a real struggle with, and I think he probably did when he was involved. Like Andre has a real, and this is the same thing. It goes back to me. It goes back to what I said initially when Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston, like. I know it all blew up and it turned into a, an absolute mess, but like I firmly believe that there was a time when Deshaun wanted out because things weren't being done in a way that you could win football games consistently and compete for a, for a, I almost said national title for a Super Bowl for a Super Bowl. You couldn't go in to work every single day and feel like you're doing things on a champion in, in a championship way. 
Like Andre's not going like Andre's never going to want to be a part of yeah. something that's not doing those things. And Houston hadn't been doing that. Uh, it, the last two years, Houston really again, last four or five years, Houston hadn't been doing that. It's a whole different vibe when a guy like Andre, who pours everything into what he's doing in that moment, can walk in and be convinced that that's something that he could be a part of. It's a different story today than it was a year ago, or two years ago, three years ago. There could be a decision made on a player that has been connected to the Houston Texans. There could be a major decision made on a player that's been connected. We'll let you know all about that coming up next on The Drive. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.